PFF NFL Daily. Sam Monson here in a freezing LA Radio Row Super Bowl Convention Center. Joined with joined by Benjamin Solak. You need to get the LA jacket. I, I do. was told I was warned. I am Light like, jacket. I'm LA. trying to I'm trying to stay strong. I don't want to yeah. go and spend a hundred dollars on just any sweatshirt. Just right to, from the NFL just, shop. Right. Very strategically placed. Just, just to keep me going. So yeah. let's uh let's keep going. Let's power through. Just think happy thoughts. Really what I want to ask you is mm-hmm. how are the Bengals in the Super Bowl? Uh Ryan Tannehill threw a pick, but like 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr threw a pick on the last play of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then Mahomes also threw a pick, but that was like in the third quarter. So we don't, we don't get to keep the theme going right. for that one. But in general, the Bengals have won three playoff games by 13 points. They didn't really get an incredible Joe Burrow performance in any of those, even though Burrow really feels like the star, the, the straw that serves the drink a little bit. They certainly got a good Jamar Chase game down the stretch, but they really haven't had like the incredible Jamar Chase games, the record-setting games. They have, you know, I remember in the regular season, they were about 500 in close games, but in the playoffs, they're 3-0. and yeah. if it's all going to be close games in an AFC that's been super close game, super parody all season, then somebody had to eventually go 3-0, and it's the Bengals. And, and it's to their credit, they, they got it done in, in end-of-game situations. They drafted the kicker to get it done. You know, they McPherson, they saw the vision. Um, but in general, right, they've, they've gotten the coin flips they needed while also staying in some close games against tough opponents. The Burrow thing feels important because, yeah. like, as much as he hasn't necessarily played his best football in the playoffs, the offensive line has also been worse. So yeah. the curve gets steeper, right? It's like, it feels a lot like that Eli Manning year in 2011 mm-hmm. when that offensive line for the Giants in 2011 was garbage. Yeah. But Eli Manning played insanely well under pressure for, it's like one of the best sustained runs under pressure of any quarterback ever. Like, right. uh, certainly and that you remember. It's funny because we talk about hits accumulating for a quarterback and how that affects play style. And typically we talk about that like on a year-long arc, right? Like, oh, you've been hit a lot this year. You know, you're coming off injury. And so now that we're in the back half of the year, you're doing X, Y, and Z. Or you've been hit a lot in your career, right? The David Carr argument in terms of like what that do, does for your play style. For somehow for Burrow, we're talking about it on like a four game arc, but it feels like it matters for these playoffs where he got hit so much, got sacked nine times against the Titans and then came out against the Chiefs and was just really, really quick getting rid of the football. There's some good to that. There certainly is some good to, to, to quick releases and getting the ball to your playmakers when you know your offensive line's a problem. But 4.8 air yards per attempt, which is where he was at in that Chiefs game, is not where you want to be as an offense. You, you are built to go deeper. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, you are built to go deeper. And so I do wonder if the Rams get early hits, if Burrow and the Bengals become very, very quick game very early because I would get it, but also that's not where you want to be against the Stafford team. It's not where you want to be in a shootout is trying to nickel and dime your right. way to, to keep pace with a high-powered passing offense like the Rams. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny situation because we've seen the Bengals offense come from behind, like mm-hmm. from a long way behind this season. You know, they've been able to execute these big comebacks. They're almost, they're a little bit like the Chiefs from a couple of years ago where they're kind of more comfortable when they have mm-hmm. to just abandon the run game and yeah. say, forget running Joe Mixon into the line on first down. Let's just put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, let him go make it happen. But that usually doesn't involve Aaron Donald on the opposite side. Yeah. And all of a sudden in this game in particular, like if you have to be forced into that situation where you're chasing the game and you're down a couple of st- scores, it's different when Aaron Donald is lining up and, you know, right. Kima Denigy is trying to block him. And that's why picking the game is really hard because you're basically picking, do the Bengals get magic for one more week? Which, like, why not? They got it for a long time. Like, it's yeah. been a long run of magic. It's been an incredible Burrow season. Or does, like, the law of numbers win out? Does regression win out? And the Rams win? Because the Rams are a better team on paper. So it feels very easy to pick the Rams. But 
you know, for as many times as the coin lands tails, it's still 50-50, right? There still is that that reality where, yeah, why not, why not the Bengals just get one more game of really high caliber, a little bit lucky play, win a Super Bowl, and then the history books will forget that it was probably never really supposed to happen like Those this. Those streaks are always so interesting to me because, yeah. like, you know, we, PFF, it's a data company. There's PhDs in math and all this mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then there's just an idiot like me who, you know, <laughs> uses all the numbers and tries to <laughs> articulate stories from them. But we know that those things don't sustain. Like eventually right. the wheels fall off and you know, the coin stops coming up tails. But there is a tendency for those runs to like need a, a natural stop point. They, mm -hmm. they don't always just stop happening in the course of the season. You find these runs where it'll go all year. Like until we stop playing mm -hmm. games, it's going to keep happening. And then once there's that break, now right. it's not coming back, right? I think Sam Monson just said momentum exists, if I'm, if I'm reading between the lines correctly. Not in-game momentum, week-to-week <laughs> -week momentum. General season yeah. momentum. Yeah, yeah, Vibes exist. There's very specific parameters <laughs> via which momentum exists. Otherwise, I'll get disbarred from being Right, exactly. They won't, and I won't be able to keep won't doing work. this. Jamal exactly. Adams won't be able to yeah, get in the building. Trying to hit the fob in the building. Yeah. Honestly, our, our building might not need the... Uh, might not need malfunctions to do that. Yeah. The, just the weather will stop the fobs <laughs> working. Um, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet, bet from almost a third of the country. Uh, if Sportsbook isn't in your state, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their prize? Prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PFF, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Just bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 or over, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible ga gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The read's been tightened up a lot now. There used to be a lot of numbers impressive. attached to it. Yeah, you're now, ready to go. Yeah, now we've we've tightened it up. It's much much uh, much tighter, much more much more simple. Nice. Um, so it's interesting when there's there's a lot of data out there that says that this Bengals team is essentially a much more average side than the typical Super Bowl uh, side. They're not spectacular on offense. We've seen them go through runs where they can catch fire and be really good. They're not spectacular on defense. They've had these runs where somehow they just get it done in the critical downs. Again, it, like is that sustainable in the Super Bowl? Are they gonna be able to show up on third downs and third downs only the kind of right. the way they did against the Chiefs? Raheem Morris and this Rams defense really good on third downs. The pressure package stuff is sick. It's funny though, because like, how much does that matter, right? If Raheem Morris is putting five guys on the defensive line and blitzing, as the Bengals, you're like, cool. You would rather him do that than rush with four, because both are going to get home. Right. Both can generate pressure. One only has five or six guys in coverage, the other has seven, right? And so it's like the Bengals' very clear weaknesses kind of actually give them a little bit of, a, of an advantage in terms of knowing what to game plan around, right? Knowing what to expect and kind of what the counterpunch is. And that's why I think like if we're talking about can one week kind of keep this magic alive? Like, sure, like in one game you can. It's only four quarters, right? A lot of weird stuff happens in, in a single game that leads to a win. I watched the Jaguars beat the Bills this year. I know that for a fact. But 
uh, Rams, right. Your, your Rams feel like a better team across four quarters. They had two weeks to prepare. And critically, the last time McVay had two weeks to prepare, he really messed up. And so I think that the, the Rams come out with a lot of change-ups. I think the Rams come out with a lot of variety. I think the Rams come out with a lot of stuff they haven't put on tape before because that's what McVay knew was the issue last time he was here. And I think that that plays to the Rams' advantage. I think they'll have enough stuff in the tank because they just have more players and I think they have a more creative offensive staff, just a better, a better staff in general. To like get the one-offs they need, get the coin flips they need to even, withdore, and to even endure Bengals magic. Is this the game where um, Zach Taylor gets sort of revealed as the Emperor's new clothes? You know, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as, is that a secret? Like, is that do we need that to be revealed? Well, I mean, he might win th- this week. He's he's likely to win Coach of the Year, right? He might win yeah. that as well. The-, the Coach of the Year award, as you and I both know, is which team came in over their preseason betting totals. Right, which is right. Taylor. Yeah, and so I, Coach of the Year is Overachieving Team of the Year award, yeah. right, unfortunately. And so I think that there's a acknowledgement that Zach Taylor doesn't mean the same thing to his offense as Sean McVay does and Kyle Shanahan does in terms of they're running the joysticks, right? They're at the controls of the whole thing. But I will say, and, and I've been critical of Zach Taylor all year, and I've only recently added this note to my tune, a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches who are like better schematically than Zach Taylor would not have the humility necessary to see a player like Joe Burrow and say, I'm going to get out of his way. Coaches don't like to get out of people's ways, they like to be in people's ways, they like to be part of the process. They want to feel like they are the author of success. Taylor not getting the love that other coaches do when they make the Super Bowl is indicative of the fact that he stepped back and he did not say, we're going to run this offense, Sean McVay style, I'm going to get us in the right place, whatever. He looked at a, a rookie quarterback at LSU and Joe Burrow, saw him play for, as, a, as a rookie for those nine games and said, oh, this could be really special if we just let him work, if we just let him be the feature piece. A lot of coaches would lack that humility. That is to Taylor's credit that he did that. But they are still sort of saying, hey, first and 10, hand off to mix him <laughs> there's they're Listen, getting out of joe burrow's way there were those hamstring there were those there down. were those two weeks right out of the bye yeah. where they really wanted to figure out if they could be an early down running team and like not to get too seth galina here but they wanted to be uh, an under center play action team and they could marry their running game and their passing game and they just weren't good enough on the offensive line to get that running game working and so now the running game and the passing game remains siloed and that's one of the biggest weaknesses of this team is that you can look at the personnel they have on the field where joe burrow is under center for shotgun and predict run pass pretty easily that's worrisome with two weeks of prep and so i think that that deficiency is frustrating and i think that the fact that they they continue to try to hammer that is irritating i think they come out in the super bowl and are very pass heavy i think they they they, they make no bones i mean maybe the first couple drives they see if they can run it right just because you don't know how light boxes the rams are going to play but i think very early on that stage in this environment away game in the super bowl very quickly you'll say all right let's dance with the one that brought us wow because to me it feels like the the more the bigger the occasion the more the pressure on the more zach taylor wants to kind of that's run the, that's the guy on the other sideline that's that's mcveigh where oh, McVeigh says oh i have a three-point lead in the third quarter probably time to start running some clock yeah. but i think like i think the bigger the situation the more zach taylor wants to kind of the thing that he thinks is the safest thing to do yeah is run the ball on first down. i generally think we're going to get like a really bad first quarter i think it's gonna be full <laughs> turtles it's gonna be terror and you got two quarterbacks starting in the first super bowl you're gonna get some misses gonna get some jitters and then eventually in the second quarter i think something breaks and this thing opens up a little bit but i would not be surprised if we have like a three nothing first quarter with like 48 total yards of offense and it's just abysmal so the big question is you know the the Bengals look like a team that has overachieved not just relative to their season expectations but overachieved to even make the super bowl does this does this uh fall apart in the game or can they make it another 
another game against a yeah. team that I guess was supposed to be here in the Rams. I think if it's close, it's a low scoring game. And then in that instance, Burrow versus Stafford, like you really probably like what Burrow has done in late game situations more this year than Stafford. So give the Bengals the edge. It's a matter of, can they keep this thing low scoring? Can they keep this thing close such that they don't have to become you know, a chasing team down two scores, but still like living in the quick game. Cause that's just not where you want to be. I'm not sure they can. I think this Bengals defense is good, but I don't think it's, we can cover both Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. at the same time. Good. Uh, and so I like the Rams to win it. And I think the Rams can win it by a hefty margin too, if this thing gets out, out of control, but I've been betting against the Bengals all postseason, and right. I've been wrong all postseason. So why not do it one more time? I will say to the degree to which this stays together or falls apart, whatever, the Bengals spent more money in free agency in the last two years than I can remember, and they made a Super Bowl for it. If all this run does for Cincinnati is encourage Mike Brown to like hire a fifth scout and like you know get a little bit more serious about having a legitimate team, that'd be sick. And they've hit on almost all of those moves. Like yeah. Those free agent moves are almost universally successful, and they're actually driving this yeah. whole team this year. That entire defensive line, which is going to have to you know stop the running game and get pressure to form whatever. Besides Sam Hubbard, that's all acquisitions, and yeah. it's a big part of their team. All right, Benjamin Solak, thanks very much for joining me on the PFF NFL Daily. Thanks, Sam.